the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and thank you, E. Cola, Termite, and Pest Control for sponsoring this show. And every week I pray and I ask the Lord to just guide me and in the stories and, um, you know, just to share me with you and share God with you. And, you know, we all have a relationship with those that we come in contact with. It could be minimal or it could be grand. Uh, and we learn something and sometimes we learn good and sometimes we learn not so good or maybe how not to be. Have you ever had someone that's taught you that? How not to be? Um, so when we're in conflict, when there is an issue, with somebody in our lives, believe me, I have that, you know, being a, um, you know, in all the, I don't know, titles of roles that I personally play is that you're not going to make everybody happy all the time. It's just a given that you're not going to make everybody happy all the time. So as long as I can look at me in the mirror, and this goes for you too, but as long as we can look in the mirror and say, you know, have we been fair? Have we been honest? Have we been true? And have we been Christ-like? Have we acted like God would want us to act? Or is there a, a nudge? Is there an improvement? Is the Holy Spirit, you know, shaking us up a little bit saying, you didn't handle that too well. I know I've had that where I didn't handle it well. And then I have to be quick, as you do, because God tells us to, to be quick to, you know, own it and say, you know, gosh, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't really respond very well in that moment. And I, I apologize and take ownership of it. So um, today's message is peace with people follows peace with God. And I'm not going to take credit for this at all because this came from Rick Warren. And I just love how he presents things. I love how he, you know, it's hard to come up with ideas. But yet when something hits home, it's like, oh, man, I've been facing this right, you know, between the eyes and in my heart. And uh so this really hit for me is, um, is the scripture. It says there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. Now, when you pray, there's people that will say in God we trust or uh, thank you, God, or um, hallelujah or amen or whatever. Um, I always make it a point to say in Jesus' name. And we could be praying in Jesus' name from the very beginning. But I just, you know, he says, come to me through Jesus. You know, anyone who comes to the Father comes through me. And that's Jesus talking, saying that we come through him. And I don't know where that is in Scripture, but it's there. Promise. Uh, anyway, so with that being said, First Timothy 2.5, the NIV version, says um, that the man, Christ Jesus. When you have conflict, we need to focus. Now, listen carefully is that when you have conflict, we all have conflict. You can't just avoid it. It's not avoidable to have conflict. We're going to have it. It's a given. So God is saying here to focus on the reconciliation, not resolution, because not always 
are we going to resolve the issue? Now, I'm a fix-it person, and I'm a peacemaker. So for me, that's difficult because I always want to make it right. I always want to fix it. But not always is it possible to fix it. So, But what we want to do is reconcile. We want to think about the person and the person's heart and you know, desire that that relationship can be whole again, even in our uh, disagreement. And that's not always easy. And, and what comes to mind for me is that when I leave this world, I don't want to have any any um, negative relationship or anything that hasn't been at least tried to reconcile on. I, I know that I can only do my part. You know, everybody has freedom of choice. So I can do everything though according to God, and that doesn't mean the other person's going to automatically just change and get in line because they have freedom of choice. Now, that works with addiction. That works with all aspects of life is that we are called to do what God wants us to do. We are responsible for us. We don't have to be codependent. We can't enable others to follow because they're not going to do it. A lot of the times they're not. Does that mean, and this is a personal uh, conversation I just had this week when I was driving, does it mean that we don't believe the best? Does it, believe, does it mean that just based on past experience that we just say, oh, no, that they're going to be that way and they've always been that way and, you know, 3% is all there is as far as recovery in this department? And so we do, we, do we believe that this person's going to be part of that 3% or do we believe that that person's just always going to be like this? And my feeling and my thought is, is that no, God is a miracle God and God can do miracles. And our part in this is to believe in that and to speak that to speak the healing, to speak the miracle, to speak the recovery, to speak reconciliation over that situation. And if I stopped right now on the show and I said, that's it, I would be perfectly comfortable knowing that the message is clear and it's right there. But we're going to go further because there's probably more that might hit some others between the eyes or in the heart or, you know, the Holy Spirit will grab a hold of you as we keep going on this. If you're tuning in for the first time, I just welcome you to my show. And it's not my show. It's the Lord's show. But it's called Sue Free Show because I, I couldn't be more creative, I guess, than that. But um, it's the Sue Free Show and Sue Free spelt like fries, one word, dot com. And I would love for you to go to the website. The website has a lot of information. It has a lot of work that's been poured into it that can bring healing. It can bring um, wisdom, encouragement, inspiration. And so, again, it's Sue, S-U-E, freeze, spelt like fries, like french fries, dot com. That's pretty easy, I think. I think that's pretty easy. Anyway, I would love for you to go there, and I would love for you to connect with me there. Tell me what's going on in your life. Tell me if you need prayer. Tell me if you need resources. I might not have the answer, and I might not have the resource, but I might have the resource. I might have a friend of a friend of a friend. But somehow along the lines, let's see if we can work together and make it happen, okay? Because we're not in this alone. We're in this together. We're in this together, and this life is not, you know, People say it's one day at a time, and yes, it is one day at a time, but it is a journey, meaning that we don't have to get it all together and be perfect today. And man, does that feel comforting and and release of pressure to understand that I'm glad God, you know, God's not done with me yet, and he's not done with you yet. And this is a journey, and we're learning every day. Hopefully, we're saying, Lord, what's the lesson in this? What's the lesson in this? I ask that all the time. What's the lesson in this? And we need to learn the lesson. And I always tell the Lord, I want to learn the lesson quicker than later. I, I don't want to have to relearn this lesson. I want to get through this lesson so I can be better and move on. So 
As I said, in most cases, resolution isn't going to happen. There are some things you'll just never agree on. Can you have a loving relationship without agreeing on everything? Absolutely. But it takes wisdom. When you're wise, you learn to disagree without being disagreeable. You learn to walk hand in hand without having to see eye to eye. There's a visual there. Isn't that great? It's a great visual. One of the greatest things you can do with your life is to be a bridge builder. I love that. Bridge builder, not a wall builder. You are most like Jesus Christ when you are reconciling people. That's exactly what Jesus came to do. God sent Jesus to earth to reconcile humanity with God. Think about that. That's so true, isn't it? Jesus is the great reconciler. Reconciler. The Bible says there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind. And again, the man Christ Jesus, 1 Timothy 2, 5. But you cannot make peace with other people until you make peace with God. If you find yourself in constant conflict, ask yourself whether you've made peace with God. Are you in turmoil personally? Are you in turmoil? Are you stuck? Is there something that's not resolved in your spirit, in your mind, in your heart, in your soul? Is there something that needs resolve? You can make peace with God by repenting of your sins and dedicating your life to serving him. There's the answer. So if you answered yes to any of the questions on the sentence or question before, then this is the, you know, this is how you make it happen. If you have conflict, if you are unsettled in your spirit, raise your hand. How many are you? How many are out there that are that are just not totally at peace with themselves? And if you're not at peace with yourselves, what is it? What's causing you to have that unpeaceful feeling? Is it sin? A lot of the times that's what it is. It's sin. And God says that when you sin, because we will, we will sin. We have a sin nature. We're going to sin. That's a given. But he says to repent. And repent, the word repent doesn't mean, oh, God will forgive me. He gives me grace so I can continue down this road. And it's okay because God's going to forgive me. That's wrong thinking. Repentance is when you turn away from whatever that is. It means you continue. You don't continue to do it. You stop doing that. And you repent. You go the other direction. You turn away. You turn and go the different direction. The Bible calls Jesus the Prince of Peace. Peace with God leads to peace with yourself, which leads to peace with others. I have this little bracelet, and it says, Pray First. Facebook friends, you can see it. Pray First. It's always there. If you look at any pictures, I usually have it on here because it's a reminder for me is that sometimes, you know, I get caught up in the day or, or whatnot, and I just know that when I have decisions to make, when I've got turmoil going on around me, whether it's employee issues or customer issues, whatever issues, is that I need to put it at God's feet. I need to pray. I just need to lay it down and say, Lord, how do you want me to handle this? What is it I, you want me to do? Because like I said at the very beginning, we're not in control of someone else. All we can do is look at the person in the mirror and deal with the person in the mirror. And if you work on that, not on the other person, you focus on you, focus on your part, you will be a happier person, number one. And number two is align yourself with God. Do what he wants you to do. And I, I, I tell you, there's going to be peace there. It might not happen overnight. It, 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 you know, this is a journey we're on, right? Wise people choose mercy. Love forgets mistakes. 
Nagging about them parts the best friends, Proverbs 17, 9. Now, this is very interesting, this this statement right here, because it's true. You don't want to just keep beating somebody up over something that they did when they make a bad choice. But for the person that had a betrayal or um, abandonment or whatever, it is important in the healing process for the person that that caused the problem that they own it, that they understand that they made a mistake and that they're going to repent from it. Otherwise, they're going to continue down that road and doing that because you know, no harm, no foul. I mean, they're going to continue down that road. So it's really important that when there's two people in a conflict or an issue, that if there's been a wrongdoing, it's really important, like I said before, is to accept responsibility for the wrongdoing and to really say you're sorry. Um, Because if you don't, it's really hard to move forward in that. Not impossible, but very difficult. The Bible says wisdom is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds, James 3.17. In other words, even when people mess up, sin, fumble, and fail, it's wise to show grace. Now, that doesn't always happen right away, does it? There's natural consequences for actions. So the consequences have to play out. It doesn't mean that you can't forgive the person, but it also doesn't mean that the consequences just go away. If a person does something that breaks a trust, that's really, really, really difficult to move on. Um, We're called to forgive, and we will forgive, but it doesn't mean you go back into the same situation because there's this lack of trust that happens. You know what I'm talking about. Have you ever had a relationship where there's been a trust broken? And resolving that is what? I mean, what has to happen? Admit, admittance of the wrongdoing, for sure. And then we're called, once that happens, we're called to forgive. And even if they don't say, I'm sorry, listen, I, I was there for a long period of time where um, I was not forgiving somebody that trespassed against me. And it took a lot of time and self-awareness for me to realize that the only person I was hurting was me, that it wasn't hurting the other person. It was hurting me. I needed to be released and let let been free. I had to I had to be break, broken free of this bondage, this this hard um, hardship that I was in. I had to break free of that. And the only way I could do that is by giving forgiveness. Even though maybe that person didn't deserve it, I had to give it because it freed me. And now somebody needed to hear that. Are you unforgiving? Is there something that's happened to you that's causing you not to forgive? You're only hurting yourself. It's like uh, that saying, I'm, I'm going to mess this up, but the saying about drinking poison and you expect the other person to, to die or, or you know, have a problem, but you're drinking the poison. It's kind of forgiveness. Forgiveness, is, it's, it's bitterness. It's, it, it, it has a root in it that's a bitterness, and it, it causes you to look older and to act older and just you, know, you lose years because of your health, and it, it just kind of whittles away at you. Who wants that? Nobody, I'm hoping. So how do you fix that? You have to forgive. And it starts as a choice in your mind, and then eventually it will reach your heart. So it starts in your mind. It's a, it's a choice you're making, even though you don't feel it. You make a decision. You're going to forgive that person in your mind. And then from there, it will move slowly down into your heart to where then it's totally released. It's a time thing. And I know this, and I'm talking about it because I had to go through this process actually more than once. And I just know that it's worth the pain, it's worth the effort, it's worth doing. 
Anyway, so God is both the wisest and most merciful being in the universe. Everything you have in life, even your next breath, is a gift from him. If we got what we deserved, we wouldn't be alive. Yet God gives us exactly what we need, not what we deserve. He's full of mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy. In the same way, wise people give others what they need, not what they deserve. Wise people don't emphasize others' mistakes. Instead, wise people are merciful. They cut people slack because they know God cuts them slack all the time. That's so true. When you judge, you're being foolish. But when you're merciful, you're reflecting God. Proverbs 17.9 says, Love forgets mistakes. Nagging about them parts the best of friends. Today, tomorrow, and the next day, choose to show mercy to the people around you. Living a wise life that's full of mercy will pay great dividends for you in the long run. Do you believe that? Has this made a difference? I hope so. I hope it's made a difference in your uh, decision-making, your choice-making from this moment forward. Because, you know, you can hear things all day long. I see this all the time where there's very intelligent people that are very well-read But they don't take action. They don't make a move in a positive direction to where life changes for them. And so they're they're miserable people. And and it's sad for me because I think, wow, there's a lot of people that they they've read it, they know it in here, but yet they're not they're not taking the actions necessary because there might be pain, there might be fear, there might be something that's holding them back from getting the full benefit of what God has for us. You know, he wants us, just like our parents want us to be happy. God wants us to be happy. And it's not all about happy. He wants us to have the joy of the Lord be your strength. He wants us to find our joy in living, breathing, and knowing him. Now, that was from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That was just so from the Holy Spirit right then. And I love it when that happens. Remember the best and forget the rest. Remember the best and forget the rest. Love that. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. That's Philippians 4, eight. You know, right before this in 4.4, it says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And then right after that, in 4.6, it says be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer, bring your request to God. And then 4.8 is saying focus and meditate on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. Boy, Philippians is just full of wisdom, isn't it? Philippians, you know, go there. Flip your pages to Philippians or get on your little tablet, whatever you do to read the Bible and highlight these because they're, they are really important. You know, we are to rejoice in the Lord even when times are tough. That's why I know these scriptures because I lean on these scriptures for, for rejoice. And again, I say rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Be anxious for nothing. Listen, anxious was my second name. It was my middle name. It was, you know, I was anxious about everything because I wanted everything to be just right. I, you know, I was a middle child and I was the peacemaker and I just tried to fix everything. But, you know, doggone it. Some things are just not fixable, you know, and that was hard for me because I wanted everything to be just right. 
people say, oh, you, you try to be so perfect. And I really had to fight that because now I say, no, I have no holes in my hands. I'm not perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. But what I say is, is that I'm striving for better. I want to strive for excellence, as does Ecola and the Ecola employees. I, I push the employees. I push my employees. And my management pushes my employees because we want them to understand that to do good, do better, do better, do better is better for them, for Ecola, and for our customers. And so we, we really, really push for that. And we push for people to be problem solvers. And I want to be, I am a problem solver. I look at things and I say, is there a better way to do that? Is there a better way to behave? Is there a better way to talk to that person? Is there a better time to have this conversation? Is there a better something? And I think it's really important to focus on reconciliation more than resolving the conflict. I love that because it's about the person. How is this and how am I reacting or responding to this person and how is that going to end up later? If our true self, if our real goal is to have relationship and if we keep that in mind, even with our children, parents, even with our children, if the true goal is to love on our kids and let them know the love of Christ, if it's that, are we responding appropriately to what's going on right now? And if we haven't, what recourse do we have? How can we flip this? How can we change this to where we're going to have the kind of result? We're going to have the outcome that God would be smiling at us for. What does that look like? If we want to reconcile, we want to understand, seek to understand more than to be understood. What does that look like? And how can we do that as parents? How do we do that? What do you choose to remember about the time you've spent with people? Do you remember the good experiences or the bad experiences? That's a really good question. The Apostle Paul chose to remember the good, to focus on the positive, and to be thankful. He said to the Christians in Philippi, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll be best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Philippians 4, 8, again. I'm going to memorize that because that one I don't have memorized. There's a lot of really good things in that um, for our personality traits, things that we want to teach and instill in our children. We want them to think about those things and look for those things in the people they choose to hang out with. Don't they? Don't we want them to do that? Don't we want them to be wise with their choices of who they hang with? You know, we become like the six people that we hang out with. Did you know that? You, you take those traits from those six people. So think about that for a few minutes during this break. We'll, we will be back with more of the Sue Freeze Show right after this brief break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. 
cutie. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma. Revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, E. Cola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. You know, Sue Freeze Show has been on the air for 12 years. And I was live for many of those years on Saturdays. And then I decided, you know what, maybe I don't want to come in here every weekend and hang out and and whatnot. But you know what, I'm being um, kind of prompted to get back in there and be live at least one Saturday a a month. And maybe I will do that. We will see. Um, It was fun, though, to because when you're on the radio, you're talking into a mic. You can't see faces. You can't. You know, you can't see the body language and whatnot. I I really think God's grooming me for being on stage. He wants me to speak on platform. And um, people say, well, what would you talk about? And I'm like, well, what do you want me to talk about? And, you know, I always want to, you know, I I have areas where I feel like I've gone through the most turmoil or perseverance, you know, where my character or whatever has been, you know, kind of grinded up on the sides and, and smoothed out on the edges. And there's so many different arenas that I could talk about. So whether it's a women's retreat or um, a business setting, I think that I have quite a few different stories and, you know, experiences that could really bring hope, inspiration, uh, encouragement, and just wisdom to know how to handle certain situations. And as we go through and pull through, even this time of just getting through this COVID situation. It's been really challenging for most people. And you get real creative when you're looking for ways to get things done. You you just need to get creative. And so it's been kind of an interesting time. And for me, it's been a perfect vision kind of thing where I've, I've experienced and seen a lot of things in a different way. 
it's like a different pair of glasses with different colored lenses. And you just see things differently because of the pressure or what you're under. And uh, I don't know, some new things come out of that that are really wonderful. And I'm thinking, why didn't I think about that before? So anyway, with all that being said, if you would like to um, sponsor the Sufri Show, I would love to talk with you if you're a business and you're not sure if radio is for you. Just contact me, and I will help you through the the decision process. And maybe we could do a test run and just see how it works for you. Uh, find out what your service base is. And um, I have different shows on different stations at different times. So whether you're a San Diegan in San Diego on KPRZ or you're in Ventura, the Venturians on 98.3, The Word, or uh, KUHL, Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo, or KKLA, Orange County, L.A., Riverside, any of those places, um, if you want to try it out, I would love to talk with you about that. Anyway, enough said about that. Um, back to what we were talking about is remembering the best and forgetting the rest um, and um, striving for reconciliation, not necessarily everybody agreeing to whatever the situation is. So Paul did not have an easy time in Philippi in Acts 16. He tells us that when Paul went to Philippi, he was illegally arrested, whipped, humiliated, and thrown into prison before finally being asked to leave town. Yet he thanked God for his time with the Philippians. Paul could have dwelt on the negative. He could have recalled the painful memories, but he chose to stop focusing on the painful things. Instead, he remembered the things he could be grateful for. Now, there's a message in that, right? Life lesson right there. How many of you are caught up in woe is me or, you know, you just don't understand. You don't understand what I've been through. And yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. But I also know that we can choose to say, yeah, I've been through that and I'm better now than I was then because that's the choice I've made in my situations. Or we could say, um, I messed up. And I, you know, I, I'm just going to stay there. And it's why I'm the way I am. And this is the way I am, accept me or don't. So I, I've been with both. And I can say that for me, I would much rather be around those that are saying, you know, I learned a big lesson in that. And even though it wasn't my fault, it happened, I learned from it. And therefore, I feel like I'm better because of it. And now I can move forward and maybe help others. Maybe I can... Um, keep somebody from going down maybe that path because of what I experienced. And if I can do that and I can help somebody else not go through that, that would be a really blessed time for me. It's paying it forward and giving's better than receiving. And that is a way of giving, giving of your time, giving of your heart. And uh, that's what I do here on the Sufri Show. You can make a similar decision with the people in your life. Stay in relationship with someone long enough and you're bound to hurt each other. Maybe you've been hurt in the past by a parent's short-tempered response or a friend's thoughtless words. Are you still holding on to that hurt? Does it keep you from enjoying that person today? If so, you're focusing on the negative. There's someone that comes to mind in my family right now that this, is, this would be really true to them. And it is causing um, a loss of time and family and understanding um, available if we just came together and just tried to talk it out and figure out, you know, this and that and whatever, um, it could really help. But, you know, you can't force another person to desire to move in. Um, maybe it's too painful. Maybe maybe there's fear. Maybe there's whatever it is. I You know, I don't know all the right words. Um, 
But I do know that if the goal is to reconcile and if the goal is to have family together, um, then then the the desire should be to move towards that, even if it's a little bit painful. And I know that um, that's hard sometimes. How many times? This is for me. (laughs) I'll tell you. How many times have you avoided a conversation, whether it's at work or you know personally, and you've avoided it and you've gone through it in your head a million times and oh, is the timing right? No, it's not right. Maybe tomorrow. And then you go day, 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 maybe week, week, month, month, year. And then when you finally have that conversation and and reconciliation possibly happens and you're thinking, why did I wait so long to have that conversation? Why did I wait so long? Oh, my goodness, so much time wasted, so much loss of time that we could have spent you know, um, just growing together, ha- making memories together, sharing in laughs, sharing in fun, and even maybe tears, maybe some more, you know, issues. But we grow from those, and it's not bad. It's not bad to have them. It- it's a way of us getting to know ourselves and each other, and that's not a bad thing. So don't shy away from that. If you're one of those that just avoids conflict at all cost, you're not doing yourself or the other person a favor at all. And I'm not saying that you should deny your hurts or excuse the weakness in other people. That is psychologically unhealthy. And, of course, abusive relationships are a different story. But in normal, relatively healthy relationships, you can choose to focus on the good. You can choose to remember the other person's strengths. I hear wives say, he's a good man, but... And I hear husbands say the same about their wives. Anytime you hear, but... It means the emphasis is on the negative and not the positive. But the fact is, Mr. and Mrs. Perfect don't exist. But (laughs) in your relationships, choose to enjoy what you have and to enjoy someone you have to focus on their strengths, not their weaknesses. With some people, that takes a lot of creativity, but you can find something good in everyone. And when you think about your past, remember that pleasant memories are a choice Follow the example of the Apostle Paul and choose to emphasize what you can be thankful for. This does not come naturally. You realize that, right? It does not come naturally to do this. It comes naturally to do just the opposite of this. And so it's something that we have to work towards. And it's conscious. It's like we have to make a conscious choice to think, I'm thankful for. Because you can get so caught up in the other. It's just so easy to do. So what are you thankful for? You know, the Lord says to be thankful in all things, and that means good and bad, right? He says to be thankful in all things. And he wants us to have a gracious spirit. He wants us to be thankful. And so it really pulls us out of depression, pulls us out of negativity. It pulls us out of that realm where, you know, the devil can get a foothold, and we just don't want that to happen. So we want to stay positive. In both your past and your present, choose to be grateful for the good in people. Choose to remember the best and forget the rest. Only you can share your life message. Your lives are echoing the master's word. The news of your faith in God is out. We don't even have to say anything anymore. You're the message. 1 Thessalonians 1.8, the message. Did you know that God put you on earth for a special reason? Did you know that? He wants to say something to the rest of the world through you. It's called your life message. 
here at the beginning of a new year. Well, it's not really totally the beginning of the new year, but things are starting to open up now, so it almost feels like it's the beginning of the new year. It's a perfect time to think about what your life message is and resolve to share it with people around you. Anytime you say, this is what God's doing in my life, you're giving your life message. When you say, I was praying about this and here's what happened, you've given a life message. If you say, I've got this problem, I'm struggling with it, but God is helping me, you are sharing your life message. Only you can share your unique life message. Nobody else can do it for you. If you don't share your life message, the world gets cheated. If you'd like to come on my show and talk about your life story, I really would love to talk with you. I want to hear your story, and so does everybody on this show. Everybody listening would love to learn and experience through your story. And it's very healing to be vulnerable and transparent. Believe me, I know. It's very healing to get on here and let that out. It's healing because if you just help one person, if your pain, if everything you've gone through can help just one person, would it be worth it? Only you can answer that. For me, absolutely. Last week I was so vulnerable in an area I've never been vulnerable before. And I left her going, what the heck? Why did I do that? But it was the Holy Spirit leading me and I just felt that it was important that I share. And it was very vulnerable for me. But you know, afterwards, I just felt so good about it. Even though it was uncomfortable, it was still good. (sighs) God wants to use you specifically. Why? Because the best messages are personal messages. The most powerful messages come through people. I'm so glad that when God wanted to share his message of love, he didn't email it. He came in person. The word became flesh. Jesus Christ came to earth so we could see what God is like. God has a message to share with the world today. Instead of writing it in the sky, he wants to share it through you. Yes, you. You're going, me? And I'm like, yes, you. You don't have to be perfect to share your life message. You just have to be honest, real, and authentic. You can say, I don't have it all together. Who does? But here's what God's doing in my life. Here's the difference Jesus Christ has made. If you don't share your life message with other people, they may never hear about what God can do for them, too. What is the message of your life? This is really good. You know, Facebook and Instagram or even just your phone, you can film You can video yourself, and it can be just for you if you want. But you can actually get your camera out. You can write a little note on here. You can put little bullet points of your life message of where God has brought you, you know, where you were and where God is, where you are now versus where you were. And then what is God showing you for the future? This is so healthy to do this, and I know so many people that don't take the time to do this. It takes alone time. It takes prayer time. It takes just kind of evaluating what you want, who you are, what God wants, what God has shown you. And once you get all of that, if you write it down or you videotape it, it's really good because that is your life message. 
I'm going to share my life message, not today because we're almost out of time, but I am going to share my life message. I'm writing another book, and now I can't back out because I'm putting it here on the radio that I'm writing another book, and it will be book number three. Um, The second book was Learning to Breathe, and Learning to Breathe is about a journey, my life journey with my son, Tyson, and asthma, and what I learned about asthma, but also what I learned about the Lord and relationships. And the book is so much more than just about asthma, even though asthma is something that a lot of people are not aware of. And I learned that Tyson was ADD, and I didn't even know what that was either. And uh, drugs and medications and, you know, um, how to help in that situation. And it's very interesting, and it's... um, it's another life lesson for another day. I'm going to read out of this. I don't know which time I have left, but I think I have a minute or two. Jesus calling, enjoying peace in his presence, Sarah Young. Who wants some peace? The world is too much with you, my child. Your mind leaps from problem to problem to problem, tangling your thoughts in anxious knots. When you think like that, you leave me out of your worldview and your mind becomes darkened. Though I yearn to help, I will not violate your freedom. I stand silently in the background of your mind waiting for you to remember that I am with you. When you turn from your problems to my presence, your load is immediately lighter. Circumstances may not have changed, but we carry your burdens together. Your compulsion to fix everything gives way to deep, satisfying connection with me. Together we can handle whatever this day brings. You know, just knowing that really helps knowing that you're not alone and that you're going to get through this together. So here's some scriptures to back this up. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's Isaiah 41, 10. Um, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And Psalm 34, a righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Isn't that great? Oh my gosh, I love that. So with Ecola right now, we are needing problem solvers. We are needing manpower, female power in every single office. Now, I have an office in San Diego. I have an office in Mission Hills, the Valley, San Fernando Valley. I have an office in Anaheim, one in Fontana, one in um, Oxnard, and one in Santa Maria. I'm looking for licensed termite or pest technicians, licensed through Structural Pest Control Board. Um, and if you feel this is something you'd like to do, which I never would have thought that it would be something I'd want to do for a million years, but it's been great for me for 40-something years, um, you know, you need to contact us. Go to termitelady.com, contact um, Ecola, and there is a little sheet that you would fill out, uh, application form, um, and just fill that out and send it in, and then we can talk to you. Um, it is a career. It's not a job. It's something where we need you long-term, full-time, and we will teach you servanthood. We will teach you steward- stewardship. Um, We will teach you how to get better at anything and everything that you're doing between people skills because you're going to meet wonderful people every day if you're out in the field or if you're on the phone. You meet people on the phone. You meet people in person. And it's new every day. You're meeting new people every day. Now, that's fun. That is fun. And the people that we meet are customers that you want to meet. 
they're great customers. And so we have a way of solving the problem. They're calling because they have an issue, whether it's with, you know, ants or termites or insulation or rodents. Um, and they're calling us because we have the solution. And so it's really nice to be in a position like that. We're not, you know, trying to sell ice to Eskimos. Um, you know, we've got a service that will take care of the issue and do it in a less invasive way. And that's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to be able to offer that. So since we have offices in all those locations, um, you know, if you live near there or if you want to move to near there, then then that's what we would want you to do is um, talk to us. Talk to us and let's find out how we can make this work for both of us. Um, it's a great profession. It really is. You get in a truck. If you're out in the field, you're in a truck every day and you're driving and uh, it gets hot in those attics, though, I have to say. It's dirty. It's hot. I'm not going to make it all just, you know, roses. It's not. It's a, it's a tough job, and it takes detective work because we're looking for those critters. We're looking for those termites, and where are they, and is it active or is it inactive, and what do we need to do, and how far do we need to treat? All of those things are part of it, but we help you with all of that, and it's a great, a great career. It really is. Um, it's really a great career. So I'd love to talk with you about that. If you'd like to sponsor the show, please contact me by going to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word dot com. And I'd love to talk to you about sponsoring the show. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, I really, really, really would love to be not here, you know, talking on my own. I would like to be interviewing you and we'd be sitting right next to each other with this other mic if you want to drive to Glendale. And if not, we could talk over the phone. I prefer face-to-face just because I like that relationship and the connection. I think it just is warmer and more friendly. I don't know. There's something that happens when we're in proximity um, together. So I prefer that over the other. So this weekend, Ecola is having a a picnic, and we're going to a lake, and we're going to boat, and we're going to paddleboard and kayak and eat hamburgers and hot dogs, chicken, steak maybe too, and uh, we're going to have just a great time because we have been just bottled up for just way too long, and we just need to get together and have a good time, so we're going to do that. We're going to laugh. We're going to eat, and we're going to probably get sunburned, I would bet, uh, even though I think I'll have a sunshade up, and uh, it's just going to be a good time, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking for people that um, want to help us in figuring out better ways to do things. Are you one of those that, you know, look at a system, look at look at how we do things and say, you know what, I think we could do this a better way. Or maybe you're really good at computer, um, computer things like illustration, like um, graphics or anything like that for print work or for social media or whatnot. If you're really good at that, we need help with that. And sometimes that doesn't have to be come to the office. That could be from your home. I don't know. Um, you know, and and writing scripts or videotaping, we need that too. So there's just so many arenas of of fun things because the company is growing. Um, it's getting bigger and it's getting better. And we want to just you know fine. I don't know. Fine tune everything. Make everything just streamlined and easier. And better, and we're doing mobile devices, so we have the mobile. So when the guy goes out there, not guy, the person, the tech, um, we have a mobile device, so we can get things done easier. Um, customers can pay online now, so that's great. You can look at your balance. You can look at what was done. Um, we send the service ticket to your home, or we can mail it, snail mail it, or we can email it, or we could text it. Woohoo! Um, we're getting up with the times, and that's a great thing too. So if you reach out to me 
and you ask me a question. I am the only one that reads the emails, and I will respond to you. And uh, I have this. I, I never thought in a million years I'd have a prison ministry. And I have to say that I get, fan, they call it fan mail here, and it's really fun. I get these letters, and um, I asked Randy, you know, what his daughter's name was, and I just, I missed uh, one of the letters because I had asked, and then I missed a letter, and then I found the letter last night, and I read it. And um, I'd, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I think it's Nevaha or something, Neva, Nevia or something like that. He's going to correct me, I'm sure, and I hope so. But he says it's heaven backwards. So how would you say heaven backwards? Um, and that's her name. And um, she, he sent me a picture of her. She's up on my mirror. And I pray for her because her daddy is in prison. And uh, he's learned his lesson. And the Lord has been working on him and through him there because he turns on my radio show there. And, you know, there's people listening there. And um, that's why I call it a prison ministry because I'm ministering to those that are in prison. So it's kind of fun. Anyway, uh, you know, if you have any anything that you would like for me to talk about, if you have uh, something that you feel, um, if I reach out, maybe it will help people, I would love for you to open up to me. And I've talked to a gentleman who has written a couple books, and he's going to be coming on soon, and I'm looking forward to that. So listen, be a blessing to someone to, to each and every day, and also... Think about what was said today and, you know, move towards reconciliation, not resolving, but reconciliation. And I think it's going to be better for you and for the others that you're in contact with. So God bless you. Bye-bye. Ah, it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.